My name is Kristen. I am part of the master coach team on the Align team. And today we're going to be talking about overwhelm and boundaries and prioritizing. And I want to give everyone a quick heads up. Towards the end of the call, we're going to have an opportunity for you to come off mute and get some live coaching if we have anyone brave enough who's willing to do that. Um, I know that I am definitely not alone in this whole overwhelm thing. I know that everyone can be overwhelmed at some point or another. It's just part of the human experience. And it's perfectly natural and perfectly normal. It's how we respond to the overwhelm that helps us either move toward our goals or move away from our goals, right? It's living above the line or below the line. So um, if you are brave enough towards the end of the call, just think in your head, maybe what's something that you're struggling with right now. And it doesn't have to be on our topic. It can be anything that you're struggling with that you'd like to receive some help on. So if you're brave enough towards the end of the call, be thinking about something maybe you want some help with. Um, so overwhelm. I don't know about you guys, but it's summer up in this place and I have far too many kids running around my house. So the word overwhelm is playing on repeat in my head. It's feeding these, I don't know how they're going to survive going back to school, going from breakfast to lunch. How will they make it from breakfast to lunch? They eat every 15 minutes here. So I don't know how they're going to survive. It'll be it'll be a learning process for everyone. But luckily, school is two weeks away. If you're an educator, I see one educator on here, Alyssa. I bow my head to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking these children. Um, so overwhelm. It's a real thing. And how do we get past it? How do we survive it? How do we deal with it? Right. Every single one of us is going to experience it at one point or another. And what I really encourage you to do is not brush your feelings under the rug when it comes to feeling overwhelmed. If you're feeling stressed or anxious, whatever it is, don't brush it under the rug. Approach it with an openness and a curiousness because that's how we're going to be able to change. When we're really thinking about why are we feeling this way is when we can start to make changes in a positive direction, right? If you spent any time at all in your life book or your habits of health book, you know that Dr. Anderson wants us to become the dominant force in our life. He wants us to be in control. Instead of letting life happen to us, he wants us to be in control of what's going on in our life and how we respond. Not how we react, but how we respond. And in order to become the dominant force in your life, it first starts with self-awareness, right? It starts with realizing I'm triggered, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, whatever it is. It starts with realizing it and approaching it with an openness and a curiousness and a, a desire to learn and grow from it. It doesn't mean it's never going to happen, right? It's going to happen to everyone. It's like I said, it's a part of the human experience. So it's just becoming aware of it and what's causing it and what's how you're reacting or responding. So he talks a lot about living above the line and below the line. And when you ignore things or you blame others for things happening, that's living below the line. When we can move to living above the line is when we're really going to move into that optimal well-being, the optimal health. It's like we go to the gym to exercise our bodies and our muscles. We need to go to the mental gym to exercise our brains because we've been living this way 
for so long, living unaware of all of the things that affect us and the reasons we act the way that we do and respond the way that we do. But when we really stop and pause and think about what is causing us to do these things, that's where we see growth. That's where we see change. So when you learn to approach your overwhelm in a curious and open-minded way, you begin to allow your human brain to take over. The human brain is the, the prefrontal cortex, the one that has the most information, the most rational, right? When you hear a loud noise and you're like, oh, that's your lizard brain. That's just automatic. It happens. It's breathing. It's a heartbeat. And you can learn more about the lizard brain, the Labrador brain, and your human brain in element four, um, building a healthy mindset. He talks a lot about that. It's a really easy read. I really encourage you, if you haven't done that already, to go dig into that. Um, but when we allow our prefrontal cortex to take over, that's when we're living our best life. That's when we are not allowing life to happen to us. So how do we stop the overwhelm cycle? Like I mentioned before, it starts with becoming self-aware. It takes practice. It's not easy or natural. And the biggest tool that you can use to prevent re and reduce stress and overwhelm is the stop challenge choose tool. And that again has to go back to the, the three brains that we have, right? When we stop ourselves from reacting in the moment, we're allowing that thought process to go all the way up to our human brain. And we're allowing ourselves to respond rationally. So when my son, Jonah, the seven-year-old that you guys see me post and all this craziness stuff about my immediate reaction, my Labrador brain wants to just jump on him and just, ah! I take a pause and I stop and I think he's seven. He's seven. He's a boy. He's driving me insane. Yes, I'm in control. I give myself that pause. I give myself that grace to be like, boy, I do not like you right now. And that's okay because I'm human, but I'm not going to respond in an angry manner. I'm not going to let him get me angry, right? In a perfect world, he'd be sitting at the table, reading his book, asking me if he could help with the dishes. We don't live in a perfect world, right? So we have to learn how to take control of ourselves. I'm the only one I can control. Lord knows I cannot control that boy as much as I would love to. Can't do it. But I can control the way that I respond to him. And I know that when I react quickly and I respond in anger, it hurts both of us, right? So just stopping and thinking in the moment, giving myself that pause allows me to respond in a more loving manner. I'm still sometimes pretty angry, <laughs> but I'm not going to let him see it, right? Because he's seven. He's a kid. And this has to do with all sorts of situations. It's not just our kids. It's not just our coworkers. It's people in traffic. Like we talked about last week, having one moment ruin your whole day. It doesn't have to be that way. You're in control of that. You're the only person who can make yourself angry, right? So stop, challenge, choose. If you need to learn more about that, definitely check it out. It's an element four of the life book. Um, it's a really easy read if you haven't gotten in there yet. So I encourage you to do that. Other things that can help you cut down on overwhelm is changing the way that you speak to yourself. You know, if you wouldn't say things to a friend, don't say them to yourself, right? 
If you had a friend who was struggling with a huge project that they had, you look at your friend and you know they can do it, right? You encourage them, you give them advice. Like how how can we break this down so it's easier for you to see how how accomplishable this is? But for us, we're like, that's impossible. I'm never going to do it. I'm going to fail. This isn't getting done, whatever. Don't talk to yourself that way. The way you talk to yourself really matters. It sounds so simple, but it's so true. The things you say to yourself are the most important things. So if you wouldn't say it to your best friend or your mom, don't say it to yourself. Another thing you can do is assess the urgency of the things that are overwhelming you, right? We've all got a million plates balancing at any one given time. What needs to be up in the air at the time? What can we set down? What can we throw away? It doesn't all have to be. It's not as urgent as we always make it out to be, right? So assess your needs, like what needs to be delegated? What needs to be put down? And what can I just get rid of, right? We hired a house cleaner. Tell you what, it's life-changing. It only happens once a week. I only get to enjoy it for like, you know, a half an hour before the boys rip through the house and destroy it. But I'll tell you what, that half an hour is magical, <laughs> right? So what can you do? What can you take off of your plate that's that's adding to your stress, adding to your overwhelm? Um, another thing you can do is cut down on multitasking. When we try to do too many things at once, we never end up doing anything really well. Focus on the most important things, get those done, and then move on to the next ones. So I don't know, as some people, you know, they got their computer open, they got their phone open, and there are other, other things. Just focus on one thing at a time and get what you can done in that time. Instead of moving your brain from task to task to task, it only adds to the overwhelm, right? And then another thing, know when it's good enough. Perfectionism can only add to your, your growing overwhelm, right? It can add, it can make you procrastinate when you think need, things need to be perfect. I know this is true for myself with a lot of things that I do for the kids. Like if I'm trying to plan this some surprise, I'm just trying to make it perfect. When in reality, they don't care. I mean, I could present them with a, a turd on a plate and be like, look what I found. They'd be like, yeah, oh my God, that's the coolest, right? They don't care. And neither does anyone else, right? No one good enough is good enough, right? Done is always better than perfect. And learn how to pause. This comes in with the stop, challenge, choose. Just learn how to pause. There's a lot of things you can do in that pause. You can breathe, focus on your breathing. Take a drink of water. I'm going to pause right now. See? It's easy. Pause. It allows that labrador brain to be put in the back burner and for the thoughts and feelings to go to the prefrontal cortex where you're going to get the most rational response not reaction response okay walk out of the room and then walk back i do that with my kids all the time I'm like i'll be right back and another really good tip 
get good at saying, let me get back to you. Nothing is as urgent as we think it is. Let me get back to you about that. And that way, again, you can think about it. Maybe it's a project someone's asked you to take on. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is, let me get back to you. And then you can assess, does this serve my goals? Does this serve my health? Or does this hurt me? Does this stretch me too thin? Does this make me stressed out? And get good at saying no. Say, no, thank you. That doesn't work. It's not selfish. It's self-care. You don't need to do all the things for all the people. You're only one person, right? So this brings me to my last other important tool in preventing overwhelm, boundaries. Get them and set them. Boundaries are golden. It does not feel natural if you are not a, a more assertive person, if you're not used to letting others know your needs, it's going to take a lot of practice. For me, I've never had an issue telling anyone what I need. I'm very, very good at it. So it's easy for, for me to set boundaries. It's easy for me to say no. It's easy for me to say that doesn't work for me or whatever it is. It's just easy for me. But if it's not easy for you, practice it. Start small. There's several different boundaries that you can set. There's mental boundaries, physical boundaries. There's all sorts of boundaries, time boundaries. But the point is, find out what your limits are and let other people know. Setting boundaries is not just good for you. It's good for the people around you because it gives them clear expectations. They understand you, right? When you explain what you need, or what you want or what you expect in a very clear way, then they know. Instead of expecting someone to read your mind, you have to tell them. Um, when you're setting boundaries, just try to be as clear as possible. Don't let emotions get in the way. Sometimes setting a boundary might feel sticky, especially if you're just getting into it new. It's gonna feel a little different. It might feel selfish. But just try to be clear. Try to leave emotions out of it. Remember, you are only in charge of your feelings. You are not in charge of how they're going to react. You're not in charge of how they're going to feel about your boundaries. It's just you, right? And accept any discomfort that might come from it. I'll give you an example. Last summer when I was on program, we go up to our, our summer lake place up north every weekend every weekend. And my mother-in-law without fail will call me and she'll say, what should we have to eat this weekend? And it's for everyone, right? The whole big family. And she'd always ask me, which is fine. I've got like a million kids. Of course, she's going to ask me. But when I started program, I knew that focusing so much on food wasn't healthy for me. I knew I had my five fuelings and my one lean and green. That's all I needed to worry about. So I had a conversation with her and I said, look, I have my food taken care of. I don't know what everyone else is going to eat. I don't know what they're going to want to eat. I know my kids would eat corn dogs and mac and cheese every day for the rest of their life if, if they were allowed to. Please talk to my husband. Have him help you with this. I'd be happy to double or triple my lean and green and everyone could eat some of it. 
But beyond that, I'm not interested in talking about food. And that was an uncomfortable boundary for me to set, but I set it because it was it was healthy for me. It helped me not stress. It helped me not have to go to the grocery store and buy all this food that I couldn't have. Boundaries are good, right? They serve us and they serve the others around us. So the same thing would be for my husband when I started a program. I told him, I'm like, you know what? If you're not going to eat what I make for the kids and you're not going to eat my lean and green, you're on your own, bud. Like, I'm not making you dinner. You can figure that out yourself. You are a grown adult. And it might be tricky, you know, like I said, especially if you're not used to telling people what you need, but please try to practice it and start small because what you need for your health and your mental health, it matters. And no one is going to contend for it like you are. So it's time to start showing the people in your life that you're serious about what you're doing and that you want these changes to be permanent and that what you're doing matters to you. And they can either get on board or talk smack behind your back, but guess what? That's none of your business and it's not your responsibility. They can say whatever they're gonna say, but guess what? You're still doing you. So that's all I have for overwhelm and boundaries. Does anyone have anything they would like help with for anything that they might be struggling with currently? It doesn't have to do with boundaries or what we talked about today, but is there anything on your mind that you're curious about or need some direction with? We would love to be able to open this up to people because this is a community, right? This isn't just us talking at you every week. We want to make sure that this is relevant for you in your life. So if there's something that you're struggling with, let us help you because guess what? You're probably not the only one with that question or that thought or that struggle. It's just like in school when everyone's afraid to raise their hand. But guess what? We love you anyway. Well, I don't see anything in there. Allison, is there anything that you wanted to add to our topic today? No, I think you covered it so well. And I really loved and appreciated the conversation about boundaries because I think it's so incredibly important to remember that choosing boundaries and being clear and direct with people in your life, it's not unkind. In fact, you know, you've probably heard this before clear is kind. And when you're kind to the people in your life and you're providing clarity to them with what you need, it's a really powerful place to be in your own self-care. And I've never really thought about boundaries being kind. I always think about boundaries being kind to me, but actually they're kind to other people. And it made me think about a time um, about 10 years ago, I won a trip with Octavia um, for just coaching. I got a free trip. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> so there's a plug for coaching. You get paid well. And my husband and I were on a cruise uh, for free. And I remember like just feeling so overwhelmed and overstimulated, right? Like have you ever been on a cruise before? Um, 
And my husband and I have been married and we've been together almost 20 years, but I was so overstimulated that I was kind of hiding and not from him, but you know, when, anyway, this maybe isn't making sense, (laughs) but there's a lot of people on a cruise. And there's also a lot of my team members who want to talk and learn and grow together. And I just, instead of being clear and being kind with what I needed, I just hid. And my husband was like, are you upset with me? Like what's happening? And um, I was like, no, I'm just kind of mentally shutting down. I need some space. And then I think back on that, I could have been very, very clear with the people um, who I was with on the cruise too. Cause it probably felt, if it felt weird to my husband, it probably felt weird to my team members too. Are any of you guys there wondering, <laughs> right? So I really appreciated the way that you shared that Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as an anxious person myself, I like to know what to expect. So when someone tells me, then I know, right. It's just, it is, it's, it's good on both ends. It's, it's good for both parties. It might feel uncomfortable, like I said, but it's, 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 it's not, you're making that, you're making that story. Yeah. And then the, the directness of it all in the way that you, um, share what you need and the delivery it can be very kind and very gentle it doesn't have to be aggressive it can be very gentle but clear is kind boundaries are kind and getting what you need is very kind to everyone around you yeah I love that (laughs) such a such a really great reminder and then I want to give you a plug for leading the coaching call today and then encouraging each of you to get out of these and get, get what you came for. Um, so when there's call to questions or call to coaching, just a little love tap to know that your voice matters and that you can get out of these calls more if you would like by being coached. And Kristen's really great at that, but I'm also here too. And sometimes you get a different coach or different questions, but it can be very transformative. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah what else Kristen oh I don't know talk about overwhelmed Jonah was Jonah was in the ER twice this weekend what <sighs> yeah so yeah, you were overwhelmed yep. yeah because he was messing with her food and then the next day he fell on the fan and got a gash in his eyebrow I'll tell you what parenting boys is so much fun it's intense isn't it yeah that's overwhelm. And sometimes it's interesting, our brains with overwhelm, you know, our brains are, they're our survival organ. It's the, Mm -hmm. your brain's only function is to keep you alive, to keep you surviving. And so in times of overwhelm, your brain's always going to always, this is going to free your life. (laughs) It's always going to send you the signal that shit's burning down. We're about to die. You should run. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it's supposed to do. But shocker secret, we've evolved thousands and thousands of years. There's no saber tooth tiger coming for me. Right? Yeah. (sighs) Oh, we get to be like, Hey, yo, wait a minute. That's not what's happening. Brain quit messing Mm -hmm. with me. And I love that. Sometimes I win at that. And sometimes I freak out, Yeah. (laughs) but I'm getting better every day at winning on that and being like, Hey, Hey, Hey brain, thanks for trying to keep me safe, but 
I'm going to make my own choices today. It's like not today, Satan, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm glad that you survived the fan in the ER. Uh, I can't wait till school starts. I'll tell you what. School starts Tuesday over here. We got another two, well, week and a half. I'm always so glad when they go back to school. And then I just spend that first week, like feeling guilty about all the stuff I didn't do over the summer. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just stopped making those bucket lists. So I'm fine. Yeah. We did all the things we were supposed to do, I guess. Yeah. We did a lot of fun stuff, but then they go back to school and I just want them to go back so bad that then I start feeling guilty. <laughs> I'm not going to feel guilty at all. I'm going to play off you then, Kristen. Not even a little bit. It's like when what? people ask me if I miss teaching, I'm like, nope, not nope. even, not even, not even that much. No. Nope. See, that's good. That means you're in the right place. I'll see you on the cruise. We've got another cruise coming up, by the way. So if anybody wants to go on a cruise and it be Allison 2.0, where I don't hide (laughs) because clear is kind and I have boundaries, then we're good, right? Yeah. Good. All right. You guys have a great week. Thanks for serving us today, Kristen. I needed that. Yep. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, guys.